You're listening to episode 32 of the We Got the Runs podcast. In this episode, we'll talk about running streaks and we'll talk to Robert Ravencraft about his 45 year running streak. Welcome to the We Got the Runs podcast. I'm your host, Letty Lentquist, and I invite you to join me as we talk about all things running. In this podcast, we talk tips, tactics, and strategies to make every run a good run. Hey runners, happy new year. This is Letty Lundquist. I'm your host and I want to welcome you to this year of 2021. Hope you had a great and safe celebration and that you're ready to tackle this year and that this year will be much better than last year in many, many ways. As we all know, we're still in the middle of a pandemic, but we see a little bit of a light at the end of a tunnel. I feel like every time a new year starts, we kind of get a fresh start. We can reevaluate, make new goals. If you listen to last week's podcast, We talked a little bit about that and we were getting into running streaks and I promised you guys I would have an episode on running streaks. I want to take the opportunity to do this now because this podcast is airing on January 2nd and you know, that's the day right after the first. So you can still jump onto the bandwagon if you want to do a running streak. What is a running streak? A running streak is continuous running every day of the year with a minimum of one mile per day. And of course, the goal is just to stay motivated to continue being fit. So I was curious how many people are actually doing these running streaks. So I sent this question out to you guys, the running community, and I got quite a few responses. I got Stacy the Marsh, who at the time when I sent out this question had just finished a 12-day run streak with a minimum of three miles a day. She feels like it takes the joy out of running. And even if she's training for races, she gets rest days and cross training. So she doesn't, she says it's not worth the risk for injury to her. I kind of agree with Stacy in a way that it does take the joy out of running for me personally a little bit because I feel like it turns into something I have to do no matter what. And um, I kind of become a little bit obsessed with it. So when I'm training and I have those long stretches of almost running every day for weeks and weeks, I purposely every two or three weeks just skip a day of running just to break up that streak so my mind doesn't become obsessed with it. So Stacy, I completely agree with you, but I still think it's interesting and fun and it works for some people. Bethany McAllister says she ran every day for Lent. Typically, she would run three miles five days a week and one mile two days a week. So like we said, it just takes one mile to get to keep the streak going. Carrie Watson says she did one mile every day in 2015 in Zuckerberg's running group, a year of running. She was 57 at the time. She says, I'm now 63. Since then, I did 103 days in a row. Today, I prefer running three miles every other day, but it was fun proving to myself that I could do it. Like we said, it's kind of a thing to see how long you can go and uh, can be really positive. Amy Dom Bush says she started a streak on Memorial Day. She was intrigued by the idea of running every day from Memorial Day to the 4th of July, even though honestly, she didn't think she'd make the full week. She has kept going. And when she runs tonight at the time of writing this message, it would be run number 203. She keeps extending her goals in little increments. And finally, she was brave enough to voice her desire to make it a full year. Congratulations, Amy. Really, really cool. 
Erin Hetty said yes, and that she was doing no less than a mile for a year, and she was on day 77. Shannon Lee started on Memorial Day 2019, and now, 568 days later, she's still going. Amy Sampson, she's at three years this month. And then the kicker, Julie Ann Foreman Diaz said her mom and her are on year seven on December 31st. Her mom is 67. So this is a really, really long running streak. Congratulations. And I feel like at that point, you really just can't stop, right? Just like this other person that was mentioned by Christy Piper, Ashley Gudermuth, which she says is on Instagram. Ashley has been going for over 2,100 days. She picks up trash as she runs, which is amazing. Thank you, Ashley, for doing that. And she posts her finds. So it's uh, probably an Instagram very worth following because it's inspirational. And on that line, I'm going to introduce our guest. Our guest is Robert Ravencroft. He is 70 years old and he started his running streak of running no less than eight miles a day on January 1st of 1975. Let that sink in, people. So without any further ado, I'm going to introduce running streaker and songwriter Robert Ravencroft. <laughs> I was always leaving, leaving someone behind Traveling a hundred thousand miles, eight miles at a time Searching for the truth, heard some lies along the way Found light in the darkness, running eight miles a day every single All right, sunset. so I'm here with Robert Ravencraft. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thanks for having me. appreciate it. Of course. So before we start talking about everything running, I did my due diligence in researching you and I learned about you quite a lot and found out that you're also an amazing songwriter. So can you talk to us a little bit about you and everything that you do besides running before we get started and jumping into the streak? Well, uh, I was raised right here on South Beach. I was born in Virginia, came here when I was five years old, which is 65 years ago. I'm, I'm 70. Now, this is home. I haven't left here in, uh, I think it's like 49 years. Songwriting kind of relates to the running for me because uh, I was a songwriter. I was in Nashville in 1970. It was 50 years ago. And somebody got a hold of a song I wrote, and I didn't copyright it. I was not even, you know, 20 years old. And um, the song became a hit. I came back here, heard it on the radio, and I got all excited And then uh, I found out my name wasn't on the record. So I, I was pretty angry for a couple of years. Ran into these fighters. We have the Fifth Street Gym here where Muhammad Ali used to train. And they were out there doing their road work. And we became friends. And they said, come on and join join us running, you know, the road work. I said, okay. And I felt so much better pretty quick. Within a few weeks, I was like another person. So running basically saved my life. And uh, I started my streak in 1975, January 1st, almost 46 years now. And, oh, wow. Uh, I don't take a day off. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You you were telling me that you became a runner because you had met these boxers. So before them, were you already physically active or did that just happen once you met them? Well, I, I'm a big baseball fan and I played baseball, which is not like running. And I always did upper body work like uh, pull-ups and push-ups and, you know, weights and that. But I was never a runner. So I was I was pretty fit. But I remember... The first time I ran the two miles with those guys, I, I was huffing and puffing, but I didn't quit. And I said, I'm not going to quit. And then, of course, it became easier. You know, as time went on, I, you know, became, uh, you know, secondary. I didn't start my streak till 75, but I did meet them in, in 1972. Okay, so leading up to the streak, how often were you running? I was running nearly every day, but not eight miles like I'm like the streak was. I was doing two, five, seven. I was building up for those two and a half, three years to the eight miles, you know, because, you know, I, I wasn't uh, a long distance runner, but I became one. And I, and I did, you know, all on the sand. My whole running streak has been on the sand. So that really, uh, had an extra degree of difficulty. They said, run, Raven, run. What are you running from? You've been running so long And you're only eight miles gone So then take me back to December 31st of 1974. What were your thoughts? You were going to start a running streak, but was it going to be for one year? Or did you one think year. you were going to do 45 years plus of no. it? <laughs> well, it was originally for one year. And I went through... Uh, I was running with this guy, Bulldog, who's no longer with us, really good guy and funny and everything. And I says, I told him I was going to do it for, for months. And he laughed. Yeah, right. You know, I'll see you running, but not every day. Come on. You know, so it was going to be one year. That first year, food poisoning, pneumonia. I stepped on a nail, shin splints, you know. And I remember in December of 75, I had, um, I had pneumonia, coughing and wheezing and It was called lifeguard said to me, you're just not quitting. Are you? You know, he's like, <laughs> like one of my heroes. I said, no, I'm not quitting. I'm going to get through this year. And I didn't even think about the second year until the end of the year. I had a girlfriend. We were going to go to the bicentennial like in November. And I said, I got to get my, my run in. And uh, then I knew I was hooked. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so then December of 19 or December 31st of 1975 came. And what do you feel like you learned in that first year of doing this run streak about yourself? Uh, discipline, not quitting. Because I think before then I was kind of a quitter. I quit school. I quit jobs. I quit girlfriends. But I, I realized after that, uh, I wasn't a quitter anymore. And that's, that was a big thing. Is that why you decided that you were going to continue doing this run streak? You know, I didn't think I just, the next day I just went out there and did it. I was, I was running by myself and I just went out there and did it like it was already uh, a habit by then, a good habit. And I didn't think about it until like that um, end of the year when, 
we were going to go to the bicentennial. Then I realized, you know, this is this is like hook me. I'm going to be keep. I'm going to keep doing this. I didn't think I was going to do it every day, but it seemed like at that point. I guess I, you know, it's going it's it's going to be every day. It just seemed that way. It just happened, and I uh, didn't think it was just part of my life by then. Just like getting up and brushing your teeth, and that was it. They said, run, Raven, run. What are you running from? You've been running so long, and you're only eight miles gone. But you're mentioning certain hurdles that came into your way. For example, let's talk about um, running related injuries, not just running related injuries, but also injuries. Yeah. You said you stepped on nail, food poisoning. How did you make yourself get up and, and not tell yourself, okay, you know what? I'm doing really great, but I really physically I'm hurting. So I'm going to take a day off. Well, most people would have took a day off, but I got, I got something I call the stubborn gene. I just don't, <laughs> I just don't quit. And I found out, Years later, my mom always told me, my dad, I didn't know my dad much, but he says he had it. Then I found out she had it. So I kind of got a double dose of the stubborn gene where, you know, I, I just, you know, it can't stop me. I, you know, I'm not, I'm just not an easy, you know, I don't give up easy. And that, that's what kept me going. And obsessive compulsive. I had to be out there. I had to do the run and, and touch things, you know, different places and, you know, certain time. So that, that, That's obsessive compulsive in a positive in a positive way. Right, because you're channeling it to something that's actually not yeah. harmful to your own Rather life. than drinking or drugs or something. Exactly. But, um, okay, so you're saying you overcame or you ignored your physical injuries, basically. Yeah. But what about yeah. your back? And what about, I don't know if you've ever had plantar fasciitis, but, you know, you have I these did. pains where you really feel like it hurts to do this and you're kind of afraid of making it worse by continuing to do that. How did you go through that? Uh, I just kept going. And I remember the plantar fasciitis. I had it for about nine months. And you start off, it hurts like crazy. And then it slowly gets better. So I just kept doing it. And then slowly it disappeared. You know, never came back. Just, just like just about anything. Seems like it just slowly goes away. As you get older, things linger, linger a little bit longer, I noticed. But it, it always seems to get better during the run or then it finally just i always say everything hurts and it'll keep on hurting and it'll go away and it'll hurt somewhere else it's just you just never get a break <laughs> this might be your elbow your your knee your you know your ear or something you know there's always something so that's right there's always something so that you didn't let that stop you yeah but it, it, it does go away then all of a sudden something else is hurting so you just gotta gotta accept it we can't right. get out our pain but at least we know we're alive anyhow <laughs> true running when i'm feeling bad running when i'm tired running when i had no work running when i was fired running when my heart was broke running when i was lame running when i had no hope running when in pain running when i was weak But what about yeah, natural yeah. disasters? You know, I know we have a bunch yeah. of hurricanes down here in Florida and the pandemic. Yeah. So what do you do for that? Okay. They closed the beach on um, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. So two weeks I'm running. On, and I, I have a real bad back. I got spinal stenosis now. So some of the I'm pretty bent over on the videos. So uh, it, it, 
I knew it was going to really hurt me to run on the cement. So for two weeks I did. I didn't say anything to the city, but I have a following. And they started contacting the city uh, manager, the mayor. And on April 1st, the lifeguard said, hey, you can go out on the beach and run by yourself, but only you. So that was a savior. It was kind of lonely. I was out there for 74 days on the beach. But uh, that's what it saved me. And it was so good to be um, recognized, you know, because I have the longest streak on the sand in the world. What about Hurricane Irma? I remember leaving the state for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Many people left for that. And Andrew and a few others. Um, I got uh, I, had, I had a guy come to run with me because he knew I'd be out there by myself. So we went out. We met. We went out there. It was about 100 miles an hour. And we did. It, it spun me around like a top. I sunk down three feet. Um, I got. I was blinded, and uh, we couldn't do it on the beach. We had a me measured around my building. Uh, it was going to be 240 times around my building. But we went to the beach twice, figuring we could, we got out there. But it was. In, he looked at me. I looked at him. Just can't do it. So we we uh, did the eight miles around my building. It took about uh, maybe 15 extra minutes. That was, um, that's what happened with Irma. That was a hundred, hundred miles an hour and around with a guy called Sheik. And, uh, it was every time we turn around the building, we felt the gust of wind kind of like twist us, but we kept, we, we did it. Now the toughest, I did the eight miles on the sand in, in Irene, October 15th, 1999. That was eight miles. Um, you know, whole thing on the sand. And uh, it felt like it was forever. And, and when you're running into the wind, you got to make yourself small and bend over. And uh, you know, and, you got, and when you're running with the wind behind you, you have to kind of lean back where it doesn't push you down. Running when I'm feeling bad. Running when I'm tired. Running when I had no work. Running when I was fired. Running when my heart was broke. Running when I was lame Running when I had no hope Running when in pain Running when I was weak running So Raven, how many miles have you run at this point starting January 1st of 1975? Streak miles, I'm at, I'm at 134,000, I believe 680. I put it on my calendar every day when I, when I get home. I have the longest streak in, this, in the sand and in the same place, and I'm number six in the world, you know, streaking, I'm six, but for the sand and in the same place. And I'm the only guy of the six that hasn't done, it's just one mile to keep your streak going. I've never done the one mile. I've always done uh, the eight, except for a handful of days was 5.9 when my back was bad uh, 20, 25 years ago. So I got the most consistent miles. Yeah, no kidding. And how long are you going to keep this going with the mileage well i'd like to just keep going till i die but you know god may have another plan for me you know you just don't know but meanwhile i'm 70 years old and i i'm going pretty slow these days you know i got spinal stenosis doctors can't believe i could stand up yet alone run eight miles but uh with the help of a few painkillers i i do it and i get on the bars every day pull-ups push-ups on, on, and weights. And I could beat the young guys on the bar. I'm still strong. 
So is that what your routine is? What does your routine include? You get to the beach and then you do your eight mile run. And then afterwards I heard that you do before, before Uh, you start running three o'clock. I ride my bike. It's a half a mile. We have a muscle beach here and I'm like one of the, one of the regulars there. I I mean, I'm there every day. So I go there. uh, I get on, I do three sets of 20 pull-ups and then I do a hang where I pull up and hang. And I've, I've recently broke my record 113 seconds on a hang. And nobody comes close, you know, even young, strong guys. And then I do at least 100 push-ups. Yesterday was 145. I mean, one shot, you know, real fast. And then I go home. I do a little weight. I got a weight routine. Um, curls on the edge of the bed and then to the beach and run. I used to swim every day, 30 years, every day in the ocean. But with the cold water and the spinal stenosis, can't do it. Right. I miss it. I miss swimming. Yeah. Seen every single sunset, blazing heat and pouring rain. Blinded by the lightning, eight miles in a hurricane. Let's talk about your mental game. How do you do this? How do you make yourself get up every morning? I know to you, you mentioned earlier, it kind of is like brushing teeth at this point. But do you ever have a day where you wake up and think, I really don't want to do this. I'm either bored of the same route or I just don't want to do eight miles. I find myself a lot of the times my coach gives me a workout and it ranges between four and six miles. By the time I leave the door, I say, okay, I'm going to do all of the six miles. And then while I run, somehow I convince myself, okay, I'm going to do the four because he said four to six miles. So I'm still going to be okay doing four miles. So how do you have this strong mental game of continuing and not wanting to quit? It's the obsessive compulsive, you know, and stubbornness. Yeah, first, the first thing I noticed when I started running was mentally I felt better. My whole outlook, my whole, uh, you know, I was angry. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm peaceful. And then the, the running becomes a physical thing. Uh, it's a bonus. The physical is a bonus. And then it becomes a spiritual thing as, as years go by. You, know, you feel like you're close to God out there running every day you're in nature in hurricanes and it's a spiritual thing so those are the three mental physical and spiritual that uh that changed my changed my life right and i agree with you with the you've never had a bad run you know every time you finish running everything is always great and dandy afterwards nobody ever regrets having gone for a run that's true that's true even when i you know food poisoning is one of the hardest and i want to lay down and die but I do it and I said, I'll probably get, I'll probably feel better faster by, by running. Uh, it's funny too. It probably kind of flushes it out of your system. Flushes somehow. everything out. Yeah. And, you know, the injuries, you know, they just, all of a sudden the endorphins kick in, everything's better. The pain, it's like, it's like a painkiller, natural painkiller. You know, I, knowing people rely on me to be out there every day. You know, I have, I have somebody run with me. Um, I think in the last 21 time, 21 years, there's five days nobody showed up and three of the five days were during the pandemic. Even then they were, they were meeting with me. So just knowing there's somebody coming, they're dependent on me. So I, I, you know, I can't let people down. So I, uh, I come out there no matter. And then I got the stubbornness and the, and the obsessive compulsive. So it all, it all works to keep me going. You said you have somebody really being there every, except for five day, five days yeah. out of 21 years. Even when we met uh, on the pandemic, we'd meet at the certain spot and then 
they'd go their way on the cement and I'd go to the, to the beach. But we, we were still, we were at, you know, they still met, met with me and rec- I record their run, you know, because they got nicknames or part of the group. All right, tell me about that, because I, I did hear that you have nicknames that you give every person that uh, runs with you for a certain reason. Um, can you tell me how you come up with those names, and how, how do you record those runners that run with you? Well, as of yesterday, we got two new runners yesterday, so it's a total of 3,374 runners from uh, 97 countries. Every, I think it's at least three from every state, and at least three two from every birthday because we have two leap years and then i i do a little interview and being that i'm a songwriter it's a creative process to come up with something kind of, you know funny cute dark uh you know quirky it's it's a fun thing and and the runners helped me like uh peppy yesterday uh kate helped me come up with the nicknames you know he says what about this what about that she does this so we're interviewing the these women And we find out about them and all of a sudden something pops up and I see a little smile on their face. And I said, I got it. This is it. It makes the time go as you're, as you're, you know, interviewing them. Yeah. And then you remember all those names when they come back? I got a good memory. We had a guy, a German guy used to fall asleep on the run. Everything he talked about was sleeping, being tired, can't go to sleep, falling asleep. He was a sleeper, you know, (laughs) perfect. That's awesome. That's so awesome. And one guy would latch on to people. You know, he he just would hang around. He was the barnacle, just like on, you know, the bottom of a boat. Another guy would say inappropriate things all the time. Lobotomy. <laughs> one, guy, one guy looked like he was dead and fell into a hole and his arm came up. The cadaver. And your name is Raven because you like to dress in black. Did you yep. give yourself that name? No, the fighters gave me that name. Okay. Uh, three reasons. The black clothes. Staying up late at night and dark songs. I said, they said that to me. I said, perfect. I'll, I'll, I'll accept it. They said, run, Raven, run. What are you running from? You've been running so long and you're only eight miles gone. What is something that you would say to our listeners to keep inspired when we all go through hard days of not wanting to run? How do you, what would you say to them to make sure that um, we get ourselves out the door? Well, as bad as you feel, you do a run, you're going to come home, you're going to feel better, always. It's almost never you don't feel better when it's, when it's over. Not because the pain's gone, but because everything's better after a run. It's, it's a savior for, for many people, losing weight and... Uh, being disciplined and it gives you confidence, you know, when you get out there. So I say you're, you're, everything's always better after a run. Yeah. Simple, but do you have any other tips for our listeners? Well, you take one day off and you got an excuse for another day off. Uh, people say, what are you training for? This is going to be for my next book. I say, I'm training to come back tomorrow. You know, so basically that means not to do anything foolish today to hurt myself so I can't come back. Because, you know, when I was younger, I would jump off a wall or, you know, do something crazy. But now, now it's real important that I, I get out there tomorrow. So that's what I say. I'm, I'm training to come back tomorrow. I'm training for tomorrow. That's the way it is for me. There's no price to pay. Eight miles running free. 
never been if people want to find you how can they do that online uh well uh it's robert ravencraft on facebook and raven raven run also and um every day uh 4 30 p.m at the fifth street lifeguard stand that's where we where we meet until the time gets changed uh then it's 5 30 same place Sorry, same place same route or do you have different uh, uh, we have four different routes okay two, uh, two go north far you know uh and then uh two days a week and then the other days where we just uh it's like a back and forth it's always at least eight miles there's one i think that's 8.3 so but it's always okay. eight miles. raven so you also have a documentary out about yourself what is the name of it and where can we find um, it it's out there it's called unstoppable the girl the girls who did it gave me that and it's like seven eight years ago so you you really give me a lot to live up to calling it unstoppable but so far i've been i've been living up to it um i guess it's out there on bemo or so, something i haven't you know I, I don't keep track of this you know my my job basically is to write songs and run or run and write songs what about your music where can people find your music itunes but i don't have enough things out there i got hundreds of songs i want to put out there before it's all over so that's my goal is to get more songs out there you, you look under robert ravencraft and uh things should, should pop up the one that most of the runners like the the road is long the road is long and it is winding that's uh that's a popular song with the, the group the run raven run is basically my my story you know running when i'm tired when i'm when running when i'm sick you know that's my story all right, Raven. Thank you so much for your time. Thank I appreciate you. it. I, I appreciate you, and uh, hopefully, you'll come down, come and run sometime. For sure. They said, "Run, Raven, run. What are you running from? You've been running so long, and you're only eight miles gone." Thanks again so much, Robert, for this awesome interview. It's so nice to talk to somebody as intelligent and creative as yourself. I had a fun time, and I can't wait to make my drive over to the other side of the coast to go running with you. That's literally one of my things that I want to do this year, for sure. And I invite all of you listeners to tune in, listen to his music, or go meet him in person and go for a run with him. He's such an inspiration. All right, so now I'm going to move on to our next segment with physical therapist Brody Sharp, where we ask one of our listeners questions, and Brody answers it on the air. So let's make this phone call. All right, so I'm here with Brody Sharp. Brody, thank you so much for joining me. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, Letty. All right. So I'm going to ask you one more listener question from Jessica. And uh, Jessica says, my name is Jessica, and I have runner's knee. And I know you have talked about this before, but nothing seems to work. What are your thoughts on compression braces? Hi, Jessica. Um, it's unfortunate to hear these sort of scenarios that you've tried, um, all these things that haven't seemed to work yet. Uh, I'm not a massive fan of a compression brace. Uh, braces in general, especially when you are running, most people will find that um, if they have pain, but the brace makes it easier and so they run with a brace, 
it just tends to offload and weaken particular structures. And so while I find it beneficial in the very short term, if you do find it uh, alleviates symptoms, make sure that we're, we have a plan to wean off that brace and build up the strength yourself. And one of the scenarios I have for a lot of people with a lot of injuries is they just continuously go into this protection mode and step-by-step more and more protection as the injury becomes more severe or weaker and as the tissues start to uh, degrade and just tolerate less load. And so, yep, I'd say if it is reducing symptoms in the short term, so if you try this brace and you go for a run and symptoms are significantly less, fantastic, you can wear them, but we need to have an immediate plan to start weaning you off and that would be with strength and that would be with um, maybe some stretches or things that have helped you. If you say you've tried a really good dose of strengthening in the past and it hasn't worked, I would try and find some sort of thing potentially throughout the day that might be aggravating your symptoms. Perhaps we just need to modify the activities or get an accurate diagnosis. I know that a lot of people with mild forms of arthritis underneath the kneecap um, can mimic very similar to runner's knee that would just take longer time to recover. But yeah, an accurate diagnosis is number one. And then just if we, it is runner's knee, then all the evidence points to just a well-maintained strengthening program and just modifying daily activities Okay, Brody. And um, just a follow-up question. Is that the same way you feel kind of about insoles? You know, when people have plantar fasciitis and other things, they use insoles and you feel like that kind of becomes a crutch for people rather than it really helping them? Definitely a good follow-up question, Letty. Uh, It's very, very similar that people will find orthotics really beneficial and it will help alleviate symptoms. And they say this is the best thing ever. But they, a lot of them have the approach like I'm just going to wear these forever and I'm just going to wear these when I'm walking. I'm going to wear them when I play tennis. I'm going to wear them when I do a walk on the beach. And it's just reducing the capacity of the arches in your foot, reducing the capacity of all the little muscles and the Achilles tendon. And over time you might notice that less and less loading starts to flare it up more and more. And it's just as the months go on, you're just protecting that foot and it's not really um, doing any long-term benefit. And so the overall goal should be, yes, wear those orthotics if you're finding it reduces symptoms, but having that plan to wean off them with strength and conditioning and then just building up the capacity on your own. That's great information. Thanks, Brody. You're welcome. And how do people, uh, how are people able to get in touch with you if they needed to? So uh, I guess the first place, if you haven't uh, listened to any of my podcast episodes would be to find the podcast. Uh, It's Run Smarter Podcast, wherever you're listening now, Uh, probably head back to episode one and listen to the first 10 episodes. You build up a lot of running knowledge that way. And then um, if you want to reach out to me personally after that, then you can do so. Perfect. Thank you, Brody. You're welcome. Thanks again, Brody, so much for your expertise and your tips. We really appreciate that. And if you guys have a question and want Brody Sharp to answer your question on air, just make sure you send it to us via message. All right, that's it for today. I hope this episode inspired you and that you learned something. And until next week, have a great week of running. 
Thanks for listening. For training tips, previous podcast episodes, and fun merchandise for runners, please check out our website at wgtr.us. That's wgtr.us. And as always, have a wonderful week of running.